Greetings from Hannibal, Missouri. And welcome to Rivertown Review, the podcast. An informative and hopefully entertaining look at all things Hannibal. With Megan Rapp. People tend to come, visit, they like it here, they move here. And Harold Smith. In our biased viewpoint, this part of the country, this community, is an excellent place to be from. And now, Rivertown Review, the podcast. All right, Megan and I have been sitting here long enough uh, in sparkling conversation, and the thing to do is to just start this thing and, and see where it takes us. Welcome to episode 12 of the Rivertown Review podcast. I'm Harold Smith. And I'm Megan Rapp. And uh, and we're it, excited about this podcast. Yes, we are. And of course, we, we, we should say that uh, we, I'm not sure... Knowing Megan as I do, how much of that is actually Megan talking, and how much of it that is the, is the caffeine talking? But the, if the caffeine is in my system, I am the caffeine. The caffeine is me. Okay, you are one with your We're caffeine. We're a symbiotic relationship. You Harold. better believe it. Yes, and we always begin by thanking you for for joining us. Uh, for uh, here we are, episode twelve, and uh, this a is dozen. This, yeah, a whole dozen, cousin. You better believe it, and and. We, we bask in the glow. This is the first time we have sat down and done this since we had a very nice article review. We've been, we've been asking for nice reviews, and uh, our, our new best friend, John Davis IV, he, he, he laid one on us real good. He thought that we were doing something cool enough to write a news story about us. How neat is that? Absolutely. In the okay. Rawls County Herald Enterprise, um, if you can't find it anywhere else, we've got links to it. Lord knows we've got links to it on, uh, on Rivertown Review, Facebook and, and RivertownReview.com. Who knew Rawls County citizens knew about podcasts uh, well, yes we... that is a slam to you <laughs> my Rawls County friends done lovingly and ironically mm-hmm. all you folks in New London and Center and Perry and and uh, all of those points says uh, the girl that grew up in Pike County Missouri uh, that's, so, right. that's, you know. that's right that's right yeah I yeah I've spent time in the Twin Pikes so yeah I'm, I'm not I'm not far behind so yeah we say it with all with all love and respect but I uh matter of fact i it, it impressed me so much. I, I was driving down the road. I had copied and uh, printed it out, the article, and I, I called you on the phone and read, read some of it to you. Super excited I, about I was, it. I was so impressed with this, but it just, it was, uh, it was very nice. And back to that whole ignorance and confidence thing. Thank you, Mark Twain. Ignorance mm-hmm. and confidence, mm-hmm. success is sure. So if we measure success by the number of glowing <laughs> newspaper reviews we have gotten, we are already successful. We here. are well on, if, if not at least well on our way. Uh, and uh, by now people are going, what, what is the point to all of this? We have had some, we've had some wonderful guests with us. We've had John Wingate and we've had Linda Colbert and, and Cindy Lovell and, um, and Lisa Marks and, uh, and, and we've pe- talked about all the cool people that you're never going to have the opportunity to meet because unfortunately they're dead, but they have really neat stories. Yes. Donna Brown was here to, to lay that on us, but uh, we figured that when we're sitting around going, now nah, we haven't done a show yet uh, for a while, at least while. where it's just been usins. So that's that's what this is all about, and I'm I'm not. I was trying to think of what an overarching theme for this, and we may come up with one by the time we're done. 
But uh, I think I think the random the random gloriousness that is Hannibal. Random gloriousness that is Hannibal. There you go. I have several friends that say I'm really good with word salad, as they lovingly call it. <laughs> word salad. Word okay. salad. I do. I mean, it's part of my job. To uh, make well, pretty pretty words. Yeah. And, yes. You that, know you. That's that's how that's what I do too. Try to try to put words together and have them make sense somewhere along the line. So before we get started with kind of talking just about cool. Hannibalians, past, present, future, I have to share something. Yes. First of all, I lovingly refer to Mark Twain as Mark Twain stalks me because, you know, I've, Mark Twain has been part of my life since, you know, growing up from around here, obviously, but mm. then graduate school, working for, for museums and, and, you know, you just know, you know, you go on a cruise and there's the Mark Twain library and you go <laughs> to, you know, a fancy hotel and they might have like the Mark Twain reading room. So I'm always, I'm always teasing about that. The guy is everywhere. The guy is everywhere. Um, but one of my favorite quotes, because I've never been a golfer, is <laughs> uh-huh. Mark Twain's golf is a good walk spoiled. Yes. Now, I have a I have a plaque that that says that yes indeed because I won a, a mini golf championship at Sawyer's Creek a few years ago and that was one of the prizes a little a, a, a nice trophy that I took home and my wife made fun of uh, and uh, and the other part was a plaque that had that that very saying on it yes yes and you know it's been on hats I'm pretty sure I've gifted several things that say that to my father my father was an is an avid golfer he tried his best. Poor man. He had two daughters. Neither of us were at all interested in golfing. Oh, man. My husband, in a moment of weakness, (laughs) yesterday, my husband called and said, there's a, they call it a pairs and spares thing. So so two, two, two couples, some good friends of ours who are both golfers. Would you be willing to do this? You don't have to do anything but putt. Ah. Don't just... You can drive the cart and putt, and and that and that's all. No and problem. In a, in a moment of weakness, <laughs> yes. I oh, yeah. I said yes, I would. Mm-hmm. Well, I I putted. Mind you, I have not picked up a golf club probably since high school because Ooh. I am petrified of whiffing the ball completely. Just well, one would think that, that if, if all you're doing is putting, that wouldn't be an issue. Well, that's how he got me because I'm like, okay, well, putting, I, yeah. I I can hit the ball. Sure. It's like mini golf, yeah. right? Yeah, we bet. So yes, yeah, so and I cannot. I I don't I don't understand why, but yes, one of my I have no problem getting up in front of people and speaking ad nauseum about whatever topic they need me to talk about. Yep. Uh, I understand. No problem with crowds, but for some reason, the idea of one person seeing me whiff a golf ball is enough to just send shivers down my spine. We all have our fears, and that's yours. Yes, I understand. You betcha. So we went, and I realized that other people are also not professional golfers. Mm -hmm. Nobody whiffed, but, you know, uh, uh, there were some... Wouldn't be mistaken for the PGA Tour or the was, or the LPGA Tour. It was, it was not. Tour. It was neither. Neither of those things. No. And it was unlike I ever golfed with uh, my uh, when when I was younger when I drove the golf cart with my dad because you know you putted until you made it in the hole. I had never realized that there was like a gimme. So you know like oh well if you're within one putter's length, obviously you're gonna make it. So you just pick it up and there was a. a radio i'm like what you can listen to music and and golf like quietly but still listen to music what you can just make 
cheesy jokes and, and, and horse around. And so not only did I putt, I also chipped and also didn't whiff. I I can't say it went very far. I actually had fun and actually told my husband that I would be willing to do that again. Wow. You can teach old dogs new tricks. I, yes, I, I learned that the hard way every day. That's, that's right. So Mark Twain golf might be a good walk spoiled unless you're around the right people who just want to go out there and have fun. It's about having fun. Absolutely. Now there are serious golfers. I was not with those people. No, no, you don't know. You get with serious golfers. That that's a, that's a whole different thing. I would, I, my, my kind of golf, I, I messed around on a driving range a couple of times, but as far as being on a big golf course, I, I have never been. Uh, mini golf is my game. Uh, that is, that is what I, that is what I do. And I, and I get, uh, I, I get competitive. Well, if I'm out there, like with my kids or something, I mean, all bets are off. I mean, it's, it's cutthroat out there when, and when me and my boys, cause they're looking to smoke the old man, whether it's, whether it's mini golf or bowling or, or whatever it might be. But I, I learned early on that when it's my wife and I out there, mm-hmm. I, even though I'm competitive, with my, I get, I get frustrated with myself. You know, that's, um, that's, I'm competitive with myself. I have a standard. I want to do well. And, and I learned early on whenever we go mini golfing and, uh, we take, we get the putters and we get the balls and we head for the course. And they said, you forgot your score sheet. No, no, I didn't forget my score sheet. I make it a point not to keep score whenever, whenever I do that. Cause then it becomes a thing. Like it's, it's not just for fun. And then it becomes yeah. that internal. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, you, you learn you there's a, there's a time for that kind of thing. There's a time to be competitive and there's a time to have fun. Yes. So I think probably when Mark Twain said golf is a good walk spoiled, he was probably talking about those really competitive, uber competitive. Exactly. Things. And besides that was probably before the days of golf carts. <laughs> that was also it helped immensely oh sure yeah you just tootle around on a little, on a little <laughs> yeah, cart. yeah right up to the ball get out hit the ball get back in the court cart ride to the ball get out hit the ball and rinse lather rinse repeat for 18 exactly. holes yeah, yeah exactly. pretty much with, like i said with with middle school type jokes and and oh, yeah. you know and fifth grade humor fifth grade finest. humor oh, i mean yeah. it was yeah so I, I still need to call my father and let him know that his daughter actually went golfing, honest goodness golfing. Mm. I'm hoping he will not <laughs> be shocked into an early grave. Uh, let's hope not. Because no. he tried for years, Harold, <laughs> for years to try to get me to golf. But Boy, yes. whatever whatever our passions are as parents, we we hope that as one of our hopes in life that our children uh, carry on, uh, you know, have the have the same passions that we have. Sometimes it works. Uh, it worked for my kids, uh, being a, uh, uh, you know, a St. Louis Cardinals fan. And I, I, they, I've raised them up right when it comes to that sort of thing. Football is something else again, but that's, that's a whole nother story. They've kind of went their separate ways on that, but, uh, yeah, they teach, teach, teach up a child in the way he should go. And, uh, when he is old, he will not stray far. He or she will not stray far from it. Unless they really just don't like sports, ball, well, which is me, there's, but there's that too. Yeah. I also did show my age because, because. <laughs> Golfing, watching golf on, on the weekends was, you know, just that's what you did when you only had two channels. Yeah, right, yeah. when you got seven, when you got seven and ten, yeah, yeah. that that's what you do. You yeah, golf. if golf's on, then that's what you watch. And uh, and so my husband made it a very fantastic putt, great putt. And so I was like, so are you gonna do the Chichi Rodriguez thing? You know, like the Matador. <laughs> and the other people are like, 
wow, we have not heard that name in a while. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going off what I know, folks. Uh, I, that's right. Or or if you're or if you're in the radio business like I am in uh, the legendary sitcom WKRP in Cincinnati, the newsman Les Nesman. Uh, it was, it was not Chi Chi Rodriguez with him. It was Chai Chai Rodriguez. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was, there I think he was put that. the emphasis on the wrong syllable there. Yo, did he ever. Yeah. But that was, that was less, but anyway, uh, it, so we digress, yes, but I did want to start out with that story because okay. it's still fresh in my mind. I have a full thing of coffee and I'm, was very excited about the fact that I actually enjoyed something that I have tried my darndest to run away from for uh, the rest of for to, my, to, most of my adult life overcome overcome your fears you face them head on and found out that it wasn't so bad after all exactly and there yeah. is there's a great twain quote courage is not is is not having fear it's mastery over fear something i've butchered that horribly but it is something like that. something like that something like you that. bet that's yeah. right that's right Okay, well, we're about 12 and a half minutes in now, so, we're, <laughs> so where are we going now? I might, well, I'm pretty sure that that's what people were tuned in to find out Oh, about. absolutely, yeah, they were wondering, yeah, I want to hear the about... The golf tales of you, Megan. You better believe it's it. It's a very short story you, since it's happened once. Yeah, well. But <laughs> what about some of the other greats from Hannibal on something that I know nothing about? Mm-hmm. I know... Absolutely nothing. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I understand the concept of baseball. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have, a matter of fact, there is a member of the Baseball Hall of Fame who was born in Hannibal. He is, a matter of fact, he is, he is buried in Hannibal. He is not buried at Mount Olivet Cemetery. Uh, so that's why we didn't talk about him when, when Donna Brown was here. Jake Beckley. Where is he buried? He is buried at, oh, I don't have it written down here. It's on the plaque at Clement or on the monument at Clemens Field. Riverview Cemetery. Okay. Is that right? Yeah, he's he's buried at Riverview Cemetery in Hannibal. Yes, Jake Beckley was a first baseman primarily for the Pittsburgh Pirates, inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1971, uh, born in Hannibal, Missouri. And uh, he was, back in his day, he, he played baseball. Just to give you an idea how long ago we're talking about, he broke into Major League Baseball in 1888, uh, played until 1907. Uh, that's... Probably didn't have one of those multi-million dollar contracts. No, he did not. I, it's pretty safe to say that that was back. In, well, they didn't have they didn't really start having multi-million dollar contracts until in the last 30, 35, 40 years. Did they, well, when free agency came in, which was mid late 70s, uh, that's that's when all of that came about. But no, he did. He did not played for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, played for uh, two, three other teams, mainly known for the Pirates. He had, now the standard, anybody that knows baseball will tell you that there are certain criteria, unofficial criteria, that once you have achieved this particular level, uh, Hall of Fame induction is automatic. One of those is having 3,000 hits for your career. He had 2,934. So not quite there, but... Plenty good enough Darn close. to get him into the Hall of Fame. Yes, uh, drove in 1,578 runs, scored 1,602 runs, and for a, like I said, a career that spanned 19 years, uh, a 308 career batting average, which is for 18 years in the major leagues is very good. That's especially back in the day of 
think about the the advancements that in you know sports uh physio what is it the, well, the, 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 yeah the well they're, they're the ball players are bigger and stronger and uh, and everything else and the equipment is better and the field conditions are better and uh, yeah, i mean you name it and uh and 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 the pitching is better too in in this day and age matter of fact he he was uh they they talk about this i i pulled an article from the uh national baseball hall of fame in uh, in cooperstown uh, which is on my bucket list. Uh, if I had a bucket list, mm. a trip to Cooperstown. Every every diehard baseball fan that is on their bucket list. Yeah, to, my to husband's go, too. To go to Cooperstown, mm-hmm. New York. He was such a he was what is known as a contact hitter. He wasn't necessarily well. That was not the the era of home runs. That didn't come until Babe Ruth, which wasn't for another twenty years after this. After Jake Beckley retired. Uh, but uh, he was uh, such a good contact hitter, just uh, trying to, the, the, the phrase uh, in the old days was to hit them where they ain't. Uh, and he, matter of fact, he was so good at that. His nickname was Old Eagle Eye, as is what they called him. So it was Old Eagle Eye. I've never known why he was called Old Eagle Eye. So he had the eye to hit them where they Hit them where weren't. they ain't, yes, exactly. Yeah, I know, ain't ain't a word. So No, I, but, I, well, yeah. I mean, but you hit him to hit them where... They ain't is current is is that's an old that's an old phrase. I mean, you'll hear it used occasionally, but yeah. uh, as far as the the, the the phrase goes, he was uh, present he was, tense. That's what I was looking for. That's present tense. Present so tense. in past tense, he was able to hit them where they were not. Yeah, and and they have there is a of course the local uh, baseball field here, Clemens Field, uh, named after that that other guy. Uh, there is, if you, there's a, a, a entrance on the side, on the west side, that is is now the Beckley 308 gate, uh, and there is a monument to him, and uh, there's uh, appropriate signage and all of that, uh, as he uh, uh, was in that day. Matter of fact, he, he was a first baseman, uh, played 2,380 games at first base, and uh, as we say, he uh, retired in 1907, that record for the number of games played at first base was not broken until 1994. Holy baseballs, yeah, Batman. Exactly. Yeah, that record stood for a long, long time. Uh, 94? 19, from, from 1907 to 1994, the record for the most games played at first base was 2,380 set by Jake Beckley. So that and he, and it all began right here see and that's what i always appreciate about um baseball fans is they can rattle off stats like nobody's business <laughs> and now i have a hannibal related stat uh-huh. i don't know who broke the record but i mean that's a long time to have a record it is so that uh-huh. is that's pretty awesome thank you for joining us for the hannibal rivertown review podcast we'll get back to the show in just a moment we want to remind you that if you like what you're hearing be sure to subscribe and leave us a review also for comments and suggestions you can email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com and visit us at rivertownreview.com and rivertown review on facebook all right so we i can't believe This is just a day of firsts because for me to talk about what I lovingly refer to as sports ball for like the first half of any conversation. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Megan has made, has, has, uh, made leaps and bounds. You bet. First, first golf and then, and then baseball. And they, that, that's a real life person. Of course, when it comes to baseball, 
Uh, and we've talked before about fictional characters from Hannibal. Then, you, of course, you have the musical Damn Yankees. And Joe Hardy uh, was immortalized in song as Shoeless Joe from Hannibal Mo. I can't, in, in looking at the uh, the stories about the plot, I saw there was a TV movie of version of Damn Yankees a long, 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 long time ago. And that's the only time I've ever seen it. But in looking at the synopsis of it, I don't see any other mention other than the song of Joe Hardy actually being from Hannibal, Missouri. But but it makes for a really good rhyme. Oh, of course. Well, that's probably why they came up with that shoeless Joe from Hannibal Mo. Made I mean, a nice, I watched the video of the song from the movie, and yeah, it's a nice song, nice, mm-hmm. nice production number and all of that good stuff. You know, and I think that Hannibal is really, um, we have a plethora of imaginary people. I mean, that... In any place else, you might be institutionalized for saying that. But Hannibal has, we have. We have made up people. We have made up people walking the streets all over this place. We've got statues to them, people that didn't exist. It just, they just, they go hand in hand. We have a hill that was renamed after a fictional place. Did you know that? I did not know that. So if you come to Hannibal, or if you live in Hannibal, and you have ever walked the steps to the lighthouse, that's right. We have a lighthouse on a river. Yes. <laughs> Another one of those, huh? Strange but true kind Strange of things. Strange but true things. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when that decision was made. <laughs> Whoever's bright we... idea that was. All right, gentlemen, because I'm sorry, it would have been all gentlemen back in the uh, Yeah. All right, gentlemen, we need to find out a way. We need to figure out a way to commemorate Mark Twain, the legendary author and also Riverboat pilot. It was his first love. How you know? You it was his it. first love. Riverboat pilot. Definitely. Yes. If 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 the Civil War hadn't yes, broken out, for that little little thing we like to call the Civil War, he might still be on the riverboat. He boat. would have been a riverboat pilot till the day he died. How yeah. how do we commemorate this man? <laughs> I know. Let's put up a navigational device that is used on lakes and oceans. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. (laughs) Makes perfect sense. Uh But I digress. If you walk up Cardiff Hill, Mm -hmm. you see the Tom and Huck statue. Once again, fictional characters. Mm -hmm. But by golly, we're immortalizing them in bronze. Why not? We accept fictional and non-fictional people alike here in Hannibal. Um, If you walk up the 244 steps to the lighthouse, you're walking up Cardiff Hill. Yes. Cardiff Hill was renamed Cardiff Hill. Because so many people came looking for Cardiff Hill. Yes. That's what it's called in the books. Mm-hmm. You know, Tom and Huck go play, and they go play on Cardiff Hill. Yep. There was no Cardiff Hill. Cardiff it, it, Hill it didn't was, exist. Yeah. No, no. It was, it, it, was, it was called something else. Yeah. And apparently the locals just got so tired of saying, well, actually, it's, it's not Cardiff Hill. It's called Holiday Hill, uh, Mark Twain called it Cardiff Hill because when he was in Cardiff, <laughs> England, it reminded him of Holiday's Hill that he used to play on. So what you're really looking for is Holiday Hill. So finally they said to heck with it. They're like, it's over there. That's right. You're looking for Cardiff Hill. It's right there. That's there, right? It's right there. We're, by matter of fact, we're both pointing toward it right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah which you're welcome, podcast <laughs> yeah, listeners. You, it's right over there. You betcha. So, yeah. So, um, so we renamed a, a hill based on a fictional <laughs> And yeah. I think that's pretty cool. I, I mean, 
Yeah, with the fact that we, you know, acknowledge the fact. I mean, you, you reach a point. Why fight it? Why? why fight it? Yeah, we do. That's we just got tired of having to give give them the long winded explanation. We just said it's over there. It's over there. Carter Hill. Yep. Carter Hill. Yep. Whatever you say. Yeah, you're going to call it that. Fine. That's to what it this is. day, visitors <laughs> will ask, "Where is Tom Sawyer's house?" Tom's ah, Tom Sawyer's house. Where's Tom? Yep, I'm looking for Tom Sawyer's house. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. I've heard countless waitresses whomever in Hannibal it's on Hill Street yep just side note Tom Sawyer is a fictional person didn't yeah. really exist yeah they're looking for Mark Twain's boyhood home but he used that as inspiration for the home of Tom Sawyer yeah why not you know what Tom Sawyer yep it's right there well yeah and then you get into the then Huck Finn's home and Becky Thatcher's home and and all of that which I mean you know yeah they call it the Becky Thatcher house Technically, it's the home of Laura Hawkins, who was the inspiration for the Mark Twain character of, mm-hmm. of, you know, Becky Thatcher. It's called the Huck Finn House. It is a recreation of the home of Tom Blankenship, the inspiration for the character. You know what? Call, call it what it is. Uh, yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah, if it make, makes you happy. and it Fiction brings... and nonfiction <laughs> live together in perfect harmony in Hannibal. The lines like... are just, they're, they, they, they're not just blurred. They're obliterated. They're obliterated. Yeah. They're obliterated just, Yeah, here. it just doesn't matter. You know, real, fake, or not, I shouldn't say fake, fictional. Yes, know, yes. You know, real re- and, and fictional, inspired, inspired by reality, but, you know. Yeah. And of course, and you want to get right now, you really want to stretch a point. Uh, you know, Mark Twain is a fictional character. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, Sam Clemens portrayed Mark Twain. That was his pen name, his what, nom, nom de plume? His, is that what? It was his nom de plume, mm-hmm. and it was inspired from his time being a riverboat captain exactly. and never using a lighthouse for navigation. I'm going <laughs> to throw that in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But but you d- you did that by by having lead lines and uh, to see how deep the river was. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah. you navigate a river. Sure. And so you get to a certain point, you yell out Mark. You get go a little lower. You yell out Twain. That meant safe passage. Like okay, the water's deep enough. The boat can go through. You're not gonna tear out your hull and sink. So Mark Twain. Hey, I will use that as my nom de plume. No, and one of the I went I went back and listened here a couple of weeks ago. Well, back in 2010. Uh, they came up with the Mark Twain Words and Music CD, and one of the one of the the songs on the CD by Carl Jackson was "Safe Water," and that's that's what Mark Twain means. That's what Mark Twain safe means. safe water. Safe water. Mm-hmm. Although you read some of his stuff, or you see some people acting on on uh, on stage as Mark Twain, using only Mark Twain's own words, uh, some of that stuff even nowadays. He died over a hundred years ago. Still, can 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 oh. as, safe is not what I would, what I would say. Oh no, some he of can his... still get some folks riled up. Oh well, because he got riled up, and just yeah. And uh, a number of years ago, I had the 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 rare opportunity to interview Hal Holbrook, uh, who of course portrayed Mark Twain for over fifty years, well, sixty years. That he He's still doing. It. I mean, and, he has been Mark Twain longer than Mark Twain was Mark Twain, that, and. And he, he talked about, of course, using Mark Twain's own words and Mark Twain railing about those kinds of things. And uh, he talked about uh, to get, whenever he has a performance of Mark Twain tonight, uh, what he would do. He doesn't watch a lot of TV, and generally speaking, but when he wants to get, uh, to get angry enough to be able to portray Mark Twain, he just turns on the TV and watches the news for about a half hour. And he gets so mad... He can go and he can do Mark Twain tonight. 
because it just, you know, you did the proper motivation because yeah, Mark Twain. And again, this is something you and you and I have talked about before on, on this podcast is uh, the, you know, the, the, the pen, the pen dipped in hell uh, and his, his writings and his, and his public speaking, uh, especially in the later years. Oh, he, he went, he went off on people, organizations, concepts, he did, he did it. And the people may have changed, but the concepts do not. No, so they do any, not. So anytime you, uh, you know, ask somebody who's going, you know, how's it going? And if they say same junk, different day, yeah, um, you can do that with Twain as well. Because the things he was railing against, eh, unfortunately, we're still, we're still dealing mm-hmm. with it. We're still, and that's why, that's why people are convinced that people that do perform Mark Twain are adding their own little digs. Mm-hmm. Every, I, I think it'd be safe to say everybody, anybody who's ever portrayed Mark Twain, I know uh, we visited with some of the folks here in Hannibal that have done that, and people will just accost them. You were talking about somebody made a comment uh, from uh, from a Hal Holbrook show, you know, how he wrote all that stuff. Well, I didn't know that he was going to bring <laughs> today's politics in this. I thought I was coming to hear Mark Twain. <laughs> you did. Newsflash. Newsflash. Mm. You did. You can you can get all upset while you're going to the ladies' room about how you're hearing <laughs> Pal Holbrook's personal opinions. You ain't. You're no. hearing Mark Twain's opinions mm-hmm. on stuff that um, hasn't changed much. Word for word. So we've we've introduced you to um, some fictional and non-fictional folks from Hannibal. Mm. Um, you've gotten to hear about random sporting mm-hmm. escapades. Yes. And our thoughts and Twain's thoughts on such, mm-hmm. and I think in the next um, in the next in the next uh, uh, podcast maybe we will talk about mm, a couple more fictional people because we haven't hit on everybody, but no, we also some kooky fun things and people that have happened in Hannibal. Yes, so that means that you need to join us for episode thirteen, which will be uh, coming soon to a to the to all the regular spots. And you know where those where those are because you are here. Because we haven't even talked about the guy that lived in a houseboat, That's and right. um, the guy, uh, the character from Mash. No. I mean, come uh, on. Yep. That's right. And We've got a lot to talk about. Yes, we still got a lot to talk about. Absolutely, but we need to save that for another time. Uh, we thank you. Uh, yeah, download us, follow us, leave us a nice review. Uh, if you want a tip, a typical example of a nice review, find. I find John Davis's review and just, just go, go by that, you know, start to use that as a, as a template and just kind of go from there. Add your own words to it. That's just fine. But a uh, simple, this podcast is awesome. Five stars will do. That'll work. Absolutely. If you don't know what else to do, just say, yeah, awesome stuff. Keep it up. Don't ever change. And, uh, you know, five stars and be only because there's only five stars to give right. and, and get on with it. But uh, we, we will be back soon. I'm Harold Smith. And I'm Megan Rapp. And this is the Rivertown Review Podcast, and we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us for Rivertown Review, the podcast. For more information on all things Hannibal, visit our website, rivertownreview.com. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, please email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com. And be sure and join Megan and Harold next time for Rivertown Review, the podcast.